Good day of the week, listeners. It's your boy, Crispy, and you are tuned in to Final Thoughts Media Podcast Edition. So open your ears and have a great day on purpose. Shady's back, back again. Shady's back, Shady's back, Shady's back, Shady's back. <laughs> What's up, you guys? We are back again for our weekly talk. And right now, I am getting ready for a family fun trip. So as we speak, I am packing up and getting ready for that. Um, what else has happened this week? Uh... Man, nothing really. Honestly, I'm just really excited about this. With Memorial Day and me having a half day at work, I was able to actually shell out some more episodes here. And, you know, it was it was a good day. It was a good day for that day. Let me see what I do. What I do Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, really? Tuesday to Thursday. Nothing really. Like I said, I'm getting ready for my trip home. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right, so you guys didn't come here to listen to my ramblings, or probably you did. Who knows? Well, you heard it regardless. So today we are looking at Hell of a Boss, episode 001. So this is actually a 2020 production by Vizipop. It is it is 13 minutes and 42 seconds long. Producers are Vizipop. Uh, the cast is Brandon Rogers as Blitzo, Richard Stephen Horvitz as Moxie, and this is one I had to correct because I did it wrong on my last one, Vivian Nixon as Millie, Erica Linebeck as Luna, and Bryce Pickham as Stolas. Additional voices for this episode are Jenk Monsoon, or Monsoon, I'm, I'm sorry if I say your name wrong, as Martha, Maxwell Adams as Ralphie Gerald. Uh, Juliana Sada and Dashiel Magaha Schletter, I'm sorry again, as the unnamed children, and Mara Wilson as Miss Mayberry. Um, There wasn't a really good description for this episode, so we're just going to go by, again, the one that we had before. Follow Blitzo as he attempts to run a startup killing company in a very com- in a very competitive market, along with his weapons expert Moxie, his powerhouse Millie, and his receptionist Hellhound Luna. With the help of an ancient book obtained by, by one of the princes of Hell, they manage to make their work possible, and together they attempt to survive each other while trying to keep their business afloat. So same as last time, but all right. So this one. I'm just going to go ahead and tell y'all, if you got some virgin ears, go ahead and click off because, oh man, this show brings out the worst in me. It's great and I love it. Um, So yeah, seriously, if you have an affinity for expletives and stuff of that nature, I would suggest you not listen to this one. Again, I'll probably be back to my regular 
oh nice and happy wholesome but this but this show just brings out the worst in me also spoilers so let's get down to it so we start out with this episode with a corny song called the teaching song sung by these kindergartners with this unusually upbeat teacher during the song, one of the kids says that her te- that her teacher's husband that um that her husband the teacher's husband the teacher's husband's birthday was today, and she gets really sad because she didn't get him anything special. So one of the other kids suggests that they call him and sing him a happy birthday song. You know, something something cheesy, and in any other sitcom, this would work, and it would be really really cute. But this is hell of a boss, and that's not how this worked. So. She calls him and she and is accidentally answered and we find out that he was cheating on her. This is in front of these kids, mind you. But this isn't even the worst of it that happens in front of these kids. So, the same kid that suggested that they do the this birthday song tells the teacher, hey, you know, remember what you taught us. Think before you act because she is about ready to go. And... This teacher just straight up yeets this kid, grabs her by the throat, and chucks her into the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, man, this thing is pressing on all the right buttons right now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. And then she proceeds to walk off, get in her car, drive away, and proceeds to kill her husband, the mistress, and herself. All in front of these kids. Like, these kids are traumatized forever. So, we go down into hell and we see that the teacher is there with Blitz trying to um, hire him for a job. And we find out that the mistress actually survived. And she is using what I can only assume is dumb fucking privileged bullshit to get her way. She, um... She has this country accent with two kids, a hunky, a hunky like hubby type thing. And the media just eats all that up and skips over the fact why this woman would actually try to kill her in the first place. Gives her like $2 million, a bunch of sponsorships, a new house, like the, the works. And she, all she can say is, I hope this woman just finds peace. I'm like, Ugh. the fact that you actually said this, like, <laughs> Oh, man, I grew up in the country, and not all people are like this, but, man, man, that this doesn't hit that stereotype. So, we then go to a montage of her being called a hero, all of this while she cheats, lies, and fucks every guy she sees. And it's hilarious, because this is really fake, but it's so real. Here's a hero. hero she's not a hero 100% agree so then we go into um again the woman is having this conference with blitz and millie millie moxie and luna are outside uh luna's holding up a picture and moxie is trying to shoot this picture and of course it's of a family and it's like moxie's like why would we ever want to kill a family and millie says the most relatable line ever Humans are so full of secret nasties. That's why a lot of them end up here. You know, Millie just called out the whole human race right there. We are, we are something. We are something. And Millie then proceeds to tell him that it's not 
their business if they're evil or not. Killing them is their business. And not even 30 seconds later, Moxie fucks up the entire operation by botching Blitz's shot. And that leads us into the stereotype of this family. This family is not only the Southern lying, all that, you know, behind the back type thing, which again, if you're Southern and your country and all this other stuff, this, this doesn't apply to everybody. So don't take this too seriously, but it brings out that this family, you know, has guns, they know how to use them and they add a completely psych psychotic element to this. Adding to the fact of what they said earlier, you truly don't know the intent of these humans. And for real, you don't. Everyone is just awful. Oh, man. And then Blitzo says, again, trying to reiterate this to Moxie, no one in this world is innocent. The moment you were born, you're already leeching off your mother's tits. Now, while I don't agree with this completely... Again, this show brings out a really demented part of my psyche, and I can't not agree with some of it. And then we have Stola. So after this, you know, they're getting chased around because, again, these guys have guns and they know how to use them, and they're running for their lives. And Stolas calls and, you know, is telling Blitz, hey, I need my book because I've got something to do because it's my book and this is actually the book that I have to do my job that I'm letting you use. And... He really doesn't help with the fact of my demented psyche. No, there is no wholesome lovemaking for this bird. No, he wants his cloaca stuffed with Blitz. Ooh, that, that sounds disgusting. Ugh. And Blitz takes it a step further um, when they get captured and all this. And he's not taking any more shit from Moxie. Moxie saves them. And he says, to, and he says if he pulls a stunt like this again, he will fuck him and his wife. And honestly... I want to see that fight because I'm putting my money on, on Millie because Millie is a badass. I need y'all to go watch like the compilation videos of her just being a badass. She's a badass. All right. So then we end the show with Moxie learning a valuable lesson. He ends up shooting the mom. Like I said, you know, actually completing the mission and he does things his way and gives the dad and kid a chance to dad and kids a chance to live their life and have a purpose, which immediately blows up in his face. And I don't know why he's not learning this lesson. It, I mean, it literally blows up in his face. The dad and the kids blow up the house while the cops are there with them inside it. And the little bear hits him in the face and is like, yeah, yeah, you still haven't learned your lesson. So, yeah. That was Hell of a Boss, episode one. And if you haven't noticed, this is a really, really funny show. It's very well animated. And I got to give my final thoughts. So what are my final thoughts? Again, this is a really good show. And from the first episode, it has done so much better. It's so much more fluid. It's a, a lot better. Um, it's, a it's cleaner. Um, the story is really getting in there. Like I'm, I'm not even mad that it's episodic. There's not really an overlying story. I like the episodicness of it. Um, so what would I give it? 9.5, 9.5 because it constantly makes me laugh and the story's good. The animation's great. Like why wouldn't I give it a 10? Because I don't give tens on here. 9.5 is your 10. Take it. Like, I, I truly do love this show. I want to find something bad with it. I do. 
And I, you know what? I think the only thing bad that I could actually find is that it really keeps trying to hit home the same the same notes. And I'm not really happy about that because it was just like, okay, we get it. But I guess it was the fact that we were getting the fact Moxie didn't get it. Either way, but other than that, that is my final thoughts for Hell of a Boss um, episode one, season one called Murder Family. All right, see you guys on the next one. Well, that about does it for this episode. This is Chris B signing off. You can find me on Instagram at Final Thoughts Media or go to my YouTube channel, Final Thoughts Media. Catch you guys on the next episode and have a great day. Perfect.